This is Drew here with my little sister, Ashley, and Hi. best friend, Derek. Oh, yeah. Hello. <laughs> and you're listening to New Release, a movie podcast with a time traveling twist. This is episode 114. Dang. Nice. Yeah, we're getting up there. <laughs> wow. Ashley, when are we this week? Well, we're in mid-June 1982. School's officially out. I mean, we're in our 30s and stuff, but still, the beach is open, <laughs> our bikes are lubed up, <laughs> and the temperatures are sky high. Oh, so yeah. that's why we pulled our money together to buy this. A convertible? Mm, not quite. Wish we could see this. Fuck. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You'll have to describe it for us. Nobody's hotter than Atari. These games come from Atari. We've got Centipede, Ms. Pac-Man, Vanguard. This and is Galaxy. the greatest commercial ever. You yeah. thought it was going to be just another summer. This guy's got a tray of hamburgers. Turn your head <laughs> Why wouldn't he? They're playing Atari on the beach. At the beach, yeah. They plugged Derek? it into the sand. Oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm getting yeah. sucked in. You're really into... like entrenched into the commercial. <laughs> yeah, we got a new Atari 5200, the follow up to the 2600. I think that's how it works. Um, I think the ET video game came out on the first one, but I'm getting way ahead of myself. Um, yeah, total flop, but yeah. Yeah. Are we going to bring our Atari to the beach? Yeah, sand, whatever. It'll be fine. Yeah, I mean, TV, power, sand. Cartridge. <laughs> yeah, sand. none of these. Yeah. We can just have like a a, ba- a bike hooked up to some electrical thing and Derek will ride it and then it'll power our TV. <laughs> yeah, if we can invent time traveling wh- wrist watches, then we can probably figure out how to power. Yeah. In Atari, in Atari the on the beach. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so. All right, well, that's um, one way we're occupying our time. What is showing at the multiplex this week? Ooh, it's another sequel. Woo, let's go. Rocky Four. Yeah. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> it's John Travolta and Olivia Newton-John. Just kidding. It's not. They don't return to the reprise roles in Grease 2, <laughs> but that's out now if you guys want to see that without them in it. Okay. Okay. You're a Grease fan, right, Ashley? Um, I liked it. I don't know the last time I saw it, but I thought it was pretty good. Yeah. It's one of my biggest, like probably one of the most popular movies that I've never seen. Oh, um, yeah. I don't think you would like it. I mean, it's really tough at this point. Yeah. In my life. And also, yeah, just kind of the cheesy, the intentionally cheesy, like fifties style it's going for. Isn't my favorite aesthetic, Mm -hmm. but Grease too. Now, what do you remember about that one? They're in school again. I don't really remember. (laughs) I think they make out in like a dugout or something. I don't really remember. Yeah. Yeah. I guess like Travolta was already a big enough star where he didn't even need to be in the sequel. It's kind of strange. I'm sure there's, all sorts of explanations, but I'm surprised that they didn't come back for the second one. So are we going to watch it? Is that what you're saying? No, I am hoping there's something better way out there. Way out in space, perhaps? perhaps. Um, so there's also this movie with an alien in it and this little okay. boy and his family, and he's on a bike riding in front of the moon. Oh, an oh alien that sounds in a basket. iconic. <laughs> it's petty. called um, E.T., the extraterrestrial. 
Oh, wow. That's an evocative, redundant title, as <laughs> a friend of the podcast, Jamie, likes to point out. <laughs> so I picked this poster. Um, yes, we're in, but it, it it is a mashup of the two most like iconic uh, images from the movie. Usually you just see one or the other, but this one actually has the the fingers touching and the moon bike ride. So yeah, I'm sold. What about y'all? Definitely sold. Yes. Let's go. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Lubed up. <laughs> and greased up. Joy. Lubed and greased. A mother's love. <laughs> a friend's devotion. In this season of peace, share the magic with your family. Steven Spielberg's E.T. The Extraterrestrial from Universal <laughs> Pictures. Rated PG. Now playing a theaters near you, check newspapers. A little bit Ooh. of an issue with um, E.T. rated PG. I mean, it kind of, All right. kind of competes, <laughs> with the, competes with the name a little bit. Um, That's why but, they added the extraterrestrial in it. Right, 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 right. <laughs> so I'm just uh, choking back <laughs> my emotions by making dumb jokes as usual. But we just got out of the theater a lot of um open weeping yeah. and whimpering and all sorts of sounds emanating from the multiplex how are y'all doing how are y'all holding up i feel good i'm happy now but i was pretty sad the last 30 minutes <laughs> so it's a roller coaster i mean it's a happy it's it's a happy ending though it's just oh, really yeah. it's just really emotional and i forgot the last 40 minutes even existed in general because I haven't seen this movie since I was a kid. I only remember him like in the bike the first time. And so I thought that mm -hmm. was the end of the movie. And I was like, huh. And then all the other stuff happened. And I was like, wait, he really, does he really die? Yeah. And then I couldn't remember <laughs> if he did or not. And I was like losing my mind. And then I was like, oh, okay. But I forgot that he, um, he almost died or died and then came back to life. Yeah. I didn't know that even happened at all. I think it'll so. be fun for this movie. It's pretty well known. We don't need to go. I, it, it'll be almost more fun to go in uh, reverse order. So we're already <laughs> talking about about kind of the the ending sequence. And I was going to ask you as well, like, obviously, we watched this movie growing up, but I only had like faint um, memories of it. And it's been so like recycled in pop culture, things like Stranger Things yeah. and and things like product, you know, productized and and um, made into merchandise and toys. So it's like ever present, ever present. But I didn't remember the beat by beat story very well um, either. What about you, Derek? No, I, I haven't seen this since I was a kid, I would imagine yeah. that I can remember at least. But yeah, uh, a lot of things I didn't remember. Yeah, I just remember them on bikes and then him becoming like a part of the family. And then I remember the like those, those space tube or not the space tubes, but like the when the scientists came in and had oh, the, when the house is like protected. Yeah. 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 yeah um, again, another mention of, of Jamie, friend of the podcast. She was like, what the hell is going on with the, this <laughs> setup for the, for the scientists? They've like, but I mean, they, they basically quarantine yeah. the, the, the block or the, uh, you know, the house mm -hmm. um, that Elliot and his family live in. So yeah, I was like, what happens exactly with once they recover E.T. from the woods after he contacts his people, they he's like dried up in a ditch and they bring him home. 
and the scientists kind of like him and Elliot are linked uh, telekinetically. They feel each other's feelings and eventually physically like, well, they physically kind of like affect each other in dramatic ways when E.T. gets drunk. I totally yeah. forgot about that. I obviously part. didn't remember that. Yeah. I was like, what is happening? Yeah. I was like, I, I knew that that was what they were showcasing in that scene. Obviously like Elliot like passes out at his desk and yeah. then they go to the science class and they're supposed to dissect live frogs. Have you ever seen that in the movie? No, they usually start as so, alive. They're usually like dead from out of high. That's what we did. Yeah. They're yeah. Not they're alive. And they're not, you're also not nine years old or whatever. <laughs> Right. Yeah, that right. was brutal. So, so yeah, I mean, they, they put didn't do like, it, chloroform uh, cotton swabs yeah. in a jar with the frog <laughs> and then close it. And they kill the frogs in front of the kids and then dissect oh my them. Gosh. They just pat- make them pass out. Probably. Or at least- I mean, if it. Yeah, they don't yeah. know. They're not even dead. Oh, yeah. They um, aren't even dead. No. Yeah. It's a disaster. But they release the frogs, which is great. Yes. Yeah, they release the frogs, frogs the frogs. The wind starts whipping through the school and Elliot grabs like this female student and kisses her. <laughs> yeah. Because but like I, I kind of even though it was connected to the uh, drinking scene, I kind of lost track that that's because E.T. was watching um, an old uh, classic love movie. Yeah. yeah. And he like a swings her romance. around and kisses her. And so Elliot's like, "Ooh, I'm going to do that, too. <laughs> Like, so that's how powerful TV is. It can go through the TV to E.T. and then E.T. can transfer those exact emotions that the character is feeling to Elliot. Man, what a a, (laughs) a beautiful circle. Yeah. Mm -hmm. (laughs) Um, So E.T. is shriveled up in the ditch um, and they bring him home and then the scientists descend on the house. But like, how does he come back like, what what's happening in that sequence, Ashley? Because I, I got a little confused. Yeah. So they sit on the house and so they cover it up in saran wrap, basically, with all these yeah. scientists. And then they have both of they have Elliot and E.T. with like monitoring like their heart rate, their blood, and seeing like what's going on. And they're figuring out that they're tracking them exactly the same way. And right. so both of their health starts to decline at the same time. And then E.T. basically releases his health so yeah. that Elliot can live. Which is like oh, the saddest God, thing I've Jesus ever seen. Christ, he yeah. releases the the link between them, or like I think he ha- I think in order to I think he has to die in order to release the link. Uh, or or, to, or he was giving him <laughs> as much energy as he possibly could, or as think, it it could yeah. possibly give to Elliot yeah. to keep him alive. I think once they were linked, it was linked until Elliot had to like give up essentially, which is really sad. Uh, and so okay. remind me, yeah. remind me why. E.T. started to get all gray and dried up. Was it because he just wasn't with his family? He needed or to his go alien? home. Yeah. Yeah. So he Probably environment. So yeah. so he had a connection with his alien folk. Yeah. And he, and he was yeah. starting to lose it. Yeah. I his mean, heart wasn't red anymore. Right. Oh. Yeah. Both. I mean, oh it could gosh. be environmental um, uh, conditions on Earth or what the movie is really kind of hammering home with yeah the giant glowing heart and them touching yeah. fingers and their emotional um empathetic connection is hammering this, the phone call home yeah i mean yeah. it's hammering okay. it's not subtle but because you're watching a sci-fi movie it still feels like more disguised in a high concept but like it's all about caring for another living being and mm-hmm. you know kind of like in this case at all costs but because et is losing his connection with his 
it might be more about the emotional connection he's losing with his people than sure. is the earth itself killing him. Who knows? Yeah. Like, I think it's just that they're getting, he's losing uh, emotional touch with them. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, but like, um, so then E.T. dies, he flatlines and yeah. they can't bring him back. So they seal him into a container and then, oh, so um, then everyone what, cries. What brings him back to life? Elliot tells him he loves him. Is that what it is? Or is it that the that his people are getting closer? I think it's I'm going to say it's both. Yeah. OK. Well, yeah, got to yeah. be both. Yeah. But yeah. it's definitely his people are getting closer, which is probably pulling, you know, is reviving him. But also Elliot Mitch, as soon as Elliot tells him he loves him, he's like his new family or family for the moment. And then yeah. he his heart starts to turn red and the beacon starts to go off for his other family. Yeah. yeah so the, describe that beacon, oh. beacon Drew. Yeah, I was just going to say it's this crazy contraption they build out of like a record player, some kind of um, needle, umbrella, uh, antenna <laughs> yeah. parts like they it's a really it's like a mousetrap style setup of a string of on different... a tree branch to move it around in the wind blows. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. But um, whatever they did and a speaking spell, crucially. Yeah. Is, oh, my God. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> is how he learns. <laughs> to communicate or he like disassembles that to build parts of this communication device that can travel light years. And so um, Stranger Things took this and made it kind of their own thing, right? Where, yeah, um, I mean, there is like very direct references to E.T. like L dressing up and them dressing up up L in a blonde wig and having her like come out of the closet like E.T. and like they, they mirror that scene. (laughs) exactly but they also yeah have like more indirect references like the radio tower that dustin builds um so we have a clip from after this showcases the range that um what's his name henry thomas yeah henry thomas yeah the the range of the kid that plays elliot kind of learning that et is um okay but having to hide it from the scientists Number one or number two? This is the second one, actually. And the music. Right oh, wait. Here. Maybe I took that clip out. <laughs> <laughs> That's the very ending. <laughs> Oops. Um, I think, actually, I, 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 uh, that was just a clip I was watching on my own. So. You should just, <laughs> now you have to reenact it because none of us have seen it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's like pounding on the the container that E.T. is in and fake crying. Oh, uh, yeah. But then he meets his brother, Michael, like in um, the hallway and and starts screaming that that he's alive. He's alive. Yeah. And that's when they do like the the height, the E.T. heist. <laughs> yeah, so yeah, they amazing. let him they let his um his body get moved to the truck and then they yep. steal the truck and they have uh the scientist being drug along in one of the <laughs> one of the tunnels, the the plastic like tube tunnel things that's that attached like, to the van. It's yeah. attached to the van because the van is attached to the house. Oh my gosh! <laughs> yeah, a very elaborate setup, but everything because it's the early '80s looks super cool. And obviously, oh, yeah. ET. What did y'all think of the ET creature design? Awesome. He looks real. Like he looks like a real creature. Yeah. Yeah. I totally agree. Uh, I've heard a lot of, well, not a lot of people, but I've heard some people saying that they're creeped out by E.T. And I can, I understand it, but he's so cool looking. Mm -hmm. Right. 
And um, like the most, baby from Eraserhead. Yeah, so yeah. That's sure. not freaky at all. Um, <laughs> I was gonna say I was gonna compare it to those two. I was like, ET is actually like I'd want to like hang out with ET, the baby hit eraser Eraserhead yeah. baby. And then, I don't know. Uh, but we did but compare I, them because they have like football shaped heads. Like yeah. Arnold. Sure, yeah. yeah, I was gonna say that um, most of like the full body like puppetry was performed by a two foot ten person. I was wondering that when yeah, I was this, hiding behind him. Inside. No, he's, he's inside. It's like oh. a full body <laughs> puppet. And Is then that puppetry. That's, his well, eyes. it's his full body puppetry. I guess it's just it's like just a, a costume. Yeah. Costume, yeah. And then the scenes in the kitchen were done by a twelve year old boy who was born without legs, so he'd walk on his hands. Oh shit. Wow, yeah. that's real. Yeah, I knew they built like several, like four different, you know, versions of ET, and then that might not even count like the costumes that people wore. They did have puppeteers moving him mm-hmm. in certain scenes, but they didn't. They were like shielding the kids from seeing the puppeteers, and they wanted the kids to think it was a real. I mean, not they they knew, but like they wanted to maintain as much of the fantasy as they could on sure. set. Man, so some of his eyes looked amazing. Yeah. E.T.'s eyes. And then in the very beginning, there were a couple times where E.T. blinks really quickly and just his eyelids looked so realistic. It's just the eyes blew me away. You're yes. a big eye, eye guy these days. Oh, yeah. <laughs> big eye guy. I'm, a, I'm an eye guy. Yeah. You better have um, big Eddie, eyes. Eddie's eyes on Stranger Things. E.T.'s oh, eyes. Oh, yeah. yeah. What's next? <laughs> we could have like Derek's eye corner. Like, what eyes yeah. did you notice this week? <laughs> um, it, no, they, they went out of their way. They were, I was reading something and that was like one of the most important things in the, in the design to them was his expressive eyes. Um, one of the names that they threw in is what they were modeling his face after was Ernest Hemingway. I mean, like, it was very random. Yeah. It was like these older, these older men. Um, but well, and a pug dog. So that makes yeah, sense. Yeah, there you go. Yeah, <laughs> I can see that more. Um, yeah, it's a, it's a incredible creature design. And unlike, um, I mean, we haven't mentioned Spielberg's name yet, right? No. Yeah. So Steven Spielberg directed this and um, didn't write it, but had, you know, uh, worked closely with the writer to craft the story. It's, he says that it's very autobiographical, not in the sense that he had an alien friend, but when his parents were going through a divorce, he invented an imaginary friend as oh. sort of like a stand-in for, for the E.T. character. Um, and that inspired this story. But um, what I was going to say is, unlike Jaws, um, where they withhold <laughs> the big reveal of the shark, E.T. is in the opening scene. Yeah, <laughs> which so, I was really surprised by. I obviously yeah. don't remember that either. Yeah. I was like, oh, you immediately see him? Multiple <laughs> Those, ETs. When movies yeah. do that, it's so it's awesome that it surprises you, and then it's like, oh, we're we're in it. We're yeah, starting from off, the get go. We're starting off very strong. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's also almost like Poltergeist, and um, then now we'll play a, a, the clip that is actually what I'm talking about this time. Are you I sure? Think. Um, <laughs> but it's kind of like Poltergeist in the sense that they don't really drag out the suspense of like, is anyone going to believe him? Like there's like, at least the other kids in the family meet E.T. pretty quickly. And that's what we're going to hear right now. Ooh. I'm keeping him. <laughs> What is it? Drew Barrymore. He won't hurt you, Gertie. She's so good. Yeah. He won't hurt you, Gertie. I'm not gonna hurt you. Is he a boy or a girl? He's a boy. 
Was he wearing any clothes? <laughs> no. But look, you can't tell. Not even mom. Why not? Because, um... I have yeah, to say so, that they're just so cute. That whole family, like the dynamic between the siblings is so cute. All three of them. So the older brother, then um, Elliot. Michael, Elliot, and Gertie. Yeah. They are really great child actors. Mm-hmm. Incredible totally child actors. Believable. And yeah. I expected the older brother. They sort of introduced him during this. Um, what are they playing? D&D? Yeah, they <laughs> yes, are. Yes, they are playing d <laughs> Yeah. Yeah. Um, so another Stranger Things kind of brings that back yeah so they introduce him with hanging out with his friends and you get the impression that he's going to be like a dickish older yeah. brother or at least his friends are but as soon as his friends are gone um, so much nicer in, in the whole rest of the he's movie fucking awesome he's he's, he's awesome brother. he's sticking up for the mom um like elliot kind of both kids at some at different points kind of say sort of insensitive things about their absent dad which is understandable they're not trying to yeah, be mean but he's like you know that's not cool to say to <laughs> to make her feel terrible like that yeah. um so yeah their dynamic is like you know they're three different um you know like they're all Adrian they're separated is... by like four years each yeah um which is of the whole generation at that age yeah <laughs> <laughs> and and yet they get along they're very supportive and believe each other um i mean it's undeniable once they see yeah well and they're all like e. helping et but... e. out in different ways like it's i don't know it's really cute like Gertie's like yeah i taught him how to speak while you're gone like what? yeah like... if um if she hadn't done that man uh, who knows how far uh et would have ever gotten yeah past the <laughs> past the house in the closet so <laughs> yeah i mean this this movie just has so many iconic moments that like like we were talking about earlier that we remember, but seeing it all and, you know, going back through it in one piece again was really moving. Yeah. And I'm always nervous watching movies like this that I remember, remember fondly and being like, was it really a good movie? Am I going to like it? Is the acting, but I, it was wonderful. So yeah, I'm glad it stuck with my original fondness. Super well-written, really great acting. And Drew, you, before the podcast, you mentioned the soundtrack. Yes. Oh, wow. Oh, we're going to name drop the composer we're before doing, we get to the credits. It. Finally. <laughs> uh, a, a little no name um, upstart named John Williams. So we might have <laughs> not mentioned him when we did Star Wars, <laughs> but we'll mention him. We'll mention him now. The music is I was reading some really um, technical descriptions of using two different keys at the same time. I didn't understand what they were talking about, but it's, it's a simple theme, but very powerful, like swelling orchestral music that accompanies these bike rides and, um, the moments where, I mean, did y'all find it cheesy at all when, you know, Elliot is riding on a bike with ET and they're, they're going towards, uh, uh, you know, a group of cops and authority figures and they just take off into the air or did no, you, I, just, I loved it. Yeah. Yeah, I, loved I, mean, all it. <laughs> I loved it, but the gun, the cops had their guns out. Yeah, I was like, uh... and then they just kept hiding on behind their cop cars, which I still loved it, but it was didn't make yeah. too much sense. Yeah. Well, oh, what, and, what, I oh, guess right. they're not going to shoot a, an innocent. They're not going to shoot kid. kids. Yeah, they could yeah. shout the tires out. 
Yeah, that's true. <laughs> when they're flying, <laughs> just make in the them air. wreck. Yeah, <laughs> you yeah, shoot the tires out. The bike can't fly. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's changed. Who knows how it works? Um, <laughs> let's talk about the adults in this movie. So famously, Spielberg didn't show except except for the mother character. He shows them all like below the waist for the first half or so of the movie, and it's very much just told through the kids' perspective. Um, Common everyone, theme that he's got. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, I mean, he kind of, um, this is the definitive kids um, on a mission, on bikes, kind of like um, doing their own thing under the, you know, with while eluding the authority figures in their life. So, but it was kind of cool once the story develops more and we we talked about the scene in their house with all the scientists there. It's, it's very disturbing because of what's happening to E.T., but the the leader of the scientists seems pretty much like um, on their side. But who knows? Maybe I mean, how did y'all interpret that? Well, honestly, oh, go ahead, Derek. I couldn't tell. I mean, he so he's talking to the one of the lead scientists is talking to Elliot and saying, you know, we want him. We want to make sure ET is okay. Yeah, I, I care about this. Maybe not everybody else does, but I think that that was just like a a ploy to confuse Elliot and make him think that they were on every you know their side but i don't know I, I couldn't tell because it didn't seem usually i'd like movies like this would be like oh the scientists are evil and da, da, da. But they actually seem like they're trying to help et from dying so i don't even know i mean once he died yeah they're probably gonna experiment upon them and all this yeah. stuff it's gonna be yeah. terrible but before that i think they're truly like trying to save him and like mm. i don't know i didn't get that like evil scientist feeling he he gives but, uh, elliot that's uh, like a little speech about I've been waiting my whole life for this yeah. as well. I mean, which is and totally he, believable. And like, and ET came like to him when he was a him. child. Yeah. Or, or does he e. say that? Yeah. Right. I don't know. I mean, I read a little bit about how people speculate that ET recognized him when he said that, like looked at him uh, and like recognized him. But I don't know if that's he could have also just made like a quick mind um meld with him or whatever yeah mind link or something yeah Neuralink. uh I, I i totally get uh you know where you're coming from derek and that would there's no like way to prove one way or the other it seems to make sense that both the scientists wanted to experiment on him but wanted him alive and didn't necessarily mean harm but they weren't just going to let him like live a normal life whatever that yeah. means or leave without them doing tests and so mm -hmm. like it's it's good storytelling because in that position like if you are a scientist or work for the government or something like we're rooting for what a kid wants but like as an adult you would want to do your job yeah <laughs> like in in the most humane humanes of uh not the right <laughs> choice of words you would want to do your no, job in, a, in the most the least evil way you could yeah and did you, uh, did you guys notice, well, I don't know if you knew this, but the doctors and nurses who were working on ET were all real emergency room techs. Oh yeah. I noticed they were, the second yeah. I saw them. No. Yeah. <laughs> <They're real people. laughs> but they were, but they were, but originally he was going to hire actors and he was like, no, I want to seem like more realistic. So he was like, do say what you would say if it was an actual like, patient dying. Interesting. Yeah. Mm -hmm. That might add like just a, enough of a little aspect to that, their characters to make just enough <laughs> sense in the film. Yeah. To, to just add that little bit to the story. And to the I mean, the, 
the difference between yeah like using non-actors using kids that are the focal point of the story um the the differences in these performances here versus even poltergeist which the kids were effective but like carol ann what like i uh, said last week was giving a confusing yeah performance like it didn't seem intentional this seemed like very believable in every different aspect that they were going for every yeah, Henry like, Thomas emotion yeah. was so good like even when he was like fake crying to like prime protect et before they were like taking him out i was like this is this kid's like incredible <laughs> yeah exactly yeah that's why i wanted to play that clip oh man that i didn't get yeah. and then yeah. also <laughs> true barrymore's character she's a young girl but she's a really good actor so it, it, yeah. again that that little extra bit to make sure that somebody doesn't see who's puppeteering et might have mm -hmm. helped with that that performance so and she even like ad-libbed a little bit in hers too because she's like so young so she's like penis breath was an ad-lib oh that was an ad-lib by him yeah that's why his mom was laughing at the <laughs> table was, yeah <laughs> but going back to the adults their I mom thought he, is, i, I is thought awesome. she said penis breath no he said penis breath it was in the script like he could say whatever insult he wanted to Wow, and so Elliot nice. called his brother a penis breath. <laughs> and that's why the mom like laughs. And then it's like, Elliot, stop. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that was so whether it was she was supposed to laugh or not, like that's actually the right reaction yeah. to, to have there anyway. <laughs> yeah. She wasn't supposed to. It was like a surprise. She was like, what? But that would have been the way to write it. Like if yeah. you were trying to make it authentic. So that's just yeah, perfect. perfect. Yeah. The mom was good. Mom was pretty good. I thought the kids, I mean, the kids were just the best, but yeah. yeah. They did a good job of using the kind of like absentee father storyline without like without making it too blatant they just subtly yeah. reveal it like it just yeah. he's just not there and they they kind of mention it but they don't dwell on it right and that makes you know elliot a little more desperate for this connection yeah um with others was, and yeah it just i was works. hoping she would go with a scientist <laughs> yeah i does I, he I, end up being like a, good does the scientist yeah being good yeah because they're fucking chasing him no, isn't the scientist? I mean, I don't know where he ends up at the very end. I don't remember if he's with him in the. Is he with him in the woods as they say goodbye to the alien spaceship? I think he's he's with the cops and they're just watching, right? I yeah. think he. I think it's implied towards the end that he could have stopped them. Yeah, so that's his knew, redemption. He knew where they oh. were going and stuff. Not and everyone then... was there yet, and they were like, he okay. was there a little ahead of a little ahead of the rest of his um people and so he could have he could have stopped them all right well then yeah the mom should have got with that scientist <laughs> i i had to i got distracted because i really was meant to look this up it's crazy that this movie never had either an official or even like kind of an unofficial sequel i'm sure maybe there's been some yeah really unofficial ones but with Grease two and i hope no one ever remakes it because you can't <laughs> there yeah, was no way dude that would just there be was a sequel it. titled ET2 Nocturnal Fears. That sounds tough. Oh, that sounds I don't like that one. It's like Gremlins or something. Yeah. No, thank you. I, there, I remember there being a cartoon of some sort. Oh. I mean, yeah, there could have. I mean, they were they must have been desperate for him to make to make more. And yeah, I'm just surprised mm -hmm. that um that it was never. Uh, he he must have had the control of the rights or something to prevent them from from making it without him. I would I would assume. Yeah, but. I know you talked about the score, but just another like little score trivia. Sure, uh, you might have read this, but it kind of backwards. So originally, when they had like the whole orchestra and stuff for the bike chase scene at the very end, it's like going crazy. They did the score first, 
and then silver came in and like refilmed or re- like re-edited and filmed things to match the score which i nice. thought was pretty cool that's cool because because they did it originally it wasn't working and he's like okay you do what you want and then i'll go in and edit it to make sure it matches like the music yeah so the opposite of what yeah. you would normally do mm-hmm. yeah yeah a lot of times like they'll if you're especially if you have a live composer you can just like put the <laughs> the footage up on a screen and have them write to it um but so I, as usual we were um kind of inventing a few drinking rules with the movie <laughs> as we were watching it in theaters um and one of them was related to bikes and it was kind of a slow start they definitely show somebody biking to school maybe early on but it's not until that scene you're talking about where there's a full-on like bike like chase minutes, scene where they're minutes. yeah going Dude. over like crazy jumps that was awesome what yeah. was yes yeah, so what was the older brother's name michael michael yeah. michael called his friends up or got his friends involved somehow and all of them were just so gung-ho about and they pop like out. their different hats different forms yeah. of hats like a, different yeah. sunglasses they're so all cool. so fucking cool yeah yeah and yeah they're, they're going through they're, they're hitting jumps however they filmed this was just so awesome because that that required a lot of talent from the people riding the bikes yeah and following them from a road and you know seeing it you don't have have gopros i mean everything is so much harder with heavy ass like giant camera equipment and and Mm -hmm. stuff so um that scene i was like oh right that's why this is an iconic like you know kids on bike bikes movie i mean aside yeah. from the, the bikes floating through the air and and going in front of the moon and that just but becoming, also the police yeah. chase <laughs> the chase was uh an incredible scene some of the the setting and decor like obviously there's the flashlights that are sort of an iconic yeah. like yeah mm-hmm. i mean it's something as simple as as that can just create this like visual language that sticks with movies and shows through stranger things so all of there's so many just iconic images that came out of this this movie the fingers touching like we talked about yeah so man it's a i mean it's a classic let's play the end we don't have to end our discussion quite yet but let's hear the farewell between et and elliot i think that's the clip we have He's got his glowing finger and pointing it at Elliot's forehead. Oh, not his heart. Yeah. <sighs> no. And E.T. picks up the flowers that are fully healthy now. And waddles. <laughs> Yeah. Back to the ship. We should just rewatch it right now. I know. Now I want to. (laughs) (laughs) And then then as the spaceship flies off, there's a rainbow behind it because it like and it it imitates his rainbow shades. It's oh, so that's so wow. cheesy, yeah. but man, that yeah. like made me extra it. tear up, dude. Yeah, I know. <laughs> I think once you cry once, you're kind of just in it. You're like, I can just cry the whole time. It's fine. Yeah. And that 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 music just oh yeah. 
it's always the score that gets you. Yeah, the the end music is a lot more robust and fuller than kind of the simple theme throughout. But either way, it's it will get you <laughs> every time. And do y'all know what ET was uh, on Earth to do? Oh, great question. You kind of yeah. just mentioned it, and I was like reading a synopsis, and they just like casually throw out his job like as if it oh. was explained in the movie to bring back a plant I'm just kidding they're, i don't know they're like botanists yeah they're exploring oh. planets looking for different because that is it is it is pretty clear in the original scene i mean in the opening scene of the movie if you if you look for it that they're just like taking plant samples um, right right oh okay but it's I not it's, it's never it's never explicitly said but, oh, but they're not there to hurt botanists. anybody <laughs> Well, that's that was the other thing I wanted to bring up with the scientists. It's like it's very clear to us that they don't mean any that ET at least doesn't mean any harm. But there's always this tension in sci-fi yeah. movies where the the authority figures assume that they're going they're here to exterminate to be malicious <laughs> Mars <human> attacks kind. <laughs> And the kids yeah. or whoever the the heroes of the movie are trying to find like common ground. Yeah. So I mean, how would y'all this? We don't have to go too far into this, but like, would it just depend on the type of encounter you had? Like, what would your stance be to towards alien life? Fear, acceptance, what? Um, apprehension towards acceptance, or yeah. apprehension. Sorry, and then acceptance. Like, I'd just be like a little hesitant for a bit, and then I'd be like okay, they're here to help or I'm dead, you know? I wouldn't assume they're going to like blow our planet up. Yeah, if an alien showed up in my apartment, I would be freaked (laughs) the fuck out. But if it just stood there and didn't do anything for a while and I just looked back and it's still there and then it kind of does some weird glowy shit, I I might, you know, hang out with it. And run out the door. (laughs) And help help it call its its family back. Yeah. I mean, E.T. has this convenient superpower to you know connect uh, emotionally with the people he encounters so that prevents them from wanting to kill him but yeah people that he hasn't connected with like that (laughs) don't have that same uh, incentive (laughs) so yeah yeah. but yeah i I think it's like it makes sense like the 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 scientists aren't just trying to like blow blow him away i mean they're trying to study him that's uh this movie comes a few years after Spielberg made Close Encounters, which is a much more like um, scary portrayal of like, imagine if an alien shows up and wants to take a human specimen for their own tests. How would we feel about that? You know, not yeah. not thrilled, probably. Yeah. Um, <laughs> and, you know, and if you were that specimen and you came back to Earth and you want people to believe what you had been through, like, even if it would be traumatic obviously it even an alien um i guess any unwilling kidnapping is a is probably not a cool thing to do um but that they could you could even do that without harming the person but Mm -hmm. then then you have a cool story to tell that nobody believes yep (laughs) so yeah what a what a movie i mean this was one of the you know giant stars uh on the calendar for the summer we're gonna talk a little later about its legacy and um box office impact but for now anything we're missing out from talking about the movie for the first part of our discussion um et was voiced by an elderly woman 
two packs a day. Uh, yeah, smoker. chain smoking, elderly woman. How much did she make for the role? I read this. Three hundred eighty dollars. Yeah. Oh my gosh! <laughs> Which it was no nine hours of work. Or anything? I mean, nobody like Spielberg had trouble getting this movie made. They said it wasn't scary enough. It was just going to be for kids. He had to take it like from one studio to another. So I, I mean, it does suck retroactively that there's probably no mechanism in Hollywood to compensate people when things come out of nowhere to be the biggest movie of all time. Yeah. <laughs> but I guess they paid her a fair rate for what they thought it was going to be. 380 bucks in the 80s first. I mean, that's got to be the minimum for, yeah, yeah. For, for the amount of hours she worked, which was just nine. Yeah. <laughs> oh, that's okay. Yeah. Yeah. Back then, that's $2,000. <laughs> I mean, it's a day's work, I guess. So. She got 40, she got roughly 40 bucks an hour. Which is, yeah, that's a good day. Yeah, yeah, no expectations, but but man, after the movie makes, um, she's probably like, oh man, (laughs) yeah, yeah. I read somewhere, I don't know how this was calculated, um, that Spielberg was making five hundred thousand dollars a day because of his profit sharing. Whoa, (laughs) I think that meant by like days of production to ultimately what he made, but uh, I it couldn't have been like every day it was in theaters. That seems like that would have added up because it was in theaters for we'll get to it but yeah, if you know yeah. i know yeah um okay, okay well I, that's that's pretty much all i got i'm sure we're leaving some stuff out but this movie is uh worth revisiting as often as you can so don't take our word for it just watch it <laughs> just watch ashley it. any I, kind of uh poetry for us this week i do have a poem but i and i hey. think like we actually went through everything so this is a first where you're gonna be like oh, oh. that's a good poem and then we'll just go to the next section Oh, uh, we'll see. How much we'll see. All right. <clears throat> An adorable little alien pug dog human hybrid <laughs> ends up on our planet. <laughs> it's a pretty good scripture. Um, yeah. Its family gets spooked by the earthlings and abandons this little creature. Gosh, damn it. So the creature hides out in the family's garden. Shed. Yeah. I'm tr- uh, yeah. So the p- creatures hide out in the family. The creature hides out in the family's garden shed and eventually is found by the cutest little kid. Elliot takes him in and alongside his sister Gert and brother Michael, they form a powerful support to help the alien now named ET from secret agents and doctors from finding the little sport. Mm-hmm. Elliot and ET become best friends, begin linked when ET heals him with the touch of his finger. Now, anytime ET feels something, Elliot also has that same emotion linger. Eventually, ET makes a contraption to send a message to his family to come get him, but time is running out and ET begins getting more and more sick being away from them. Elliot and ET are now deathly ill, and scientists have found where they're hiding. As they take readings on both et's life starts sliding his body turns gray as elliot gets i'm gonna cry his body turns gray as elliot gets better and cries out to him but it's too late the alien is dead and elliot lost his best friend oh wait et comes back to life and elliot and his friends get back get him back home on their bikes et uses his power and makes them fly that's right to the spaceship the alien goes the cloud of rainbow dust in their wake to remind the family that sometimes love is all it takes Oh my God! Uh, you're gonna you're making me get all emotional too. I thought I'd make this. Oh man, I am crying. I thought I'd make this poem like more like the movie, you know, just like PG and wholesome and cute. Yeah, yeah, it really is. I mean, there's like a moments of of fear. Yeah, that was beautiful. I don't want to um, move on too quickly. <laughs> it's okay. Wow. You yeah. can't. I'll just keep crying. But to our favorites. <laughs> yeah. To our. Well, that's enough. <laughs> fuck ET and fuck your emotions. Oh, Let's no. move on to our. It was a PG segment. post until then. <laughs> yeah, well, we gotta we gotta earn our explicit lyric tag somehow. <laughs> um, 
So yeah, uh, we'll we'll talk a little bit more about the uh, legacy and and you know long term impact of ET. But first, we are going to do our favorite segment, which is a little something called Rank the Blank. Derek, but first we have a sponsor this week. But first, we have a fake sponsor, and oh, right. <laughs> it relates to the movie very well. Reese's Pieces. Oh, yum. When you make a great tasting candy, word gets around. Watch worse looking aliens, do you? Oh, Reese's Pieces. <laughs> Oh, mm. <laughs> who in the world was that? I don't know. Oh, kind of looked like your cousin Willie. Totally like a purple alien. Yeah. <laughs> Sick burn. Uh, fun fact about the Reese's PCs, our fake sponsor. Originally, yep. M&Ms were supposed to be the sponsor or were supposed to be the candy in the movie. And they're like, no, we don't want to be part of this alien movie. And then Reese's was, Reese's was like, sure, we'll do it. And they had their sales like skyrocket because of it. So yeah, their overall choice. <laughs> the overall, I, I want to say, is the Hershey company that owns it. Like their profits overall went up sixty five percent after this movie. So yeah, that was a big mistake for M and M's. But rank the blank is where we pick a topic inspired by the week's movie and rank our personal favorites. This week's topic: best performance by a freaking child <laughs> um, in this case multiple children so um we've done i was looking you know we've accumulated 114 episodes now so we've covered a lot of different topics in rank the blank and i wanted to make sure we didn't have overlap we've done most annoying child for problem the problem child episode and we've done the way we phrased that was kid that you would definitely send back uh, <laughs> terrible and, and then we've done um creepiest uh, when we did children of the corn. So we haven't done just a straight up best performance. Um, so yeah, that's what we're doing. Ashley, any other, uh, honorable mentions before we get to our choices? Yeah. So we have Macaulay Culkin home alone, obviously very good. Yep. Um, that guy in Harry Potter, <laughs> final Dino Radcliffe, uh, Dakota <laughs> Fanning as PETA and man on fire, Lindsay Lohan and parent trap, Abigail Breslin, which I'm surprised no one picked little miss sunshine stand by me. Uh, River Phoenix, everyone in that. Haley Steinfeld and True Grit. And I can't pronounce her name. So you might have to. I was going to put a note for you. Quavanzane Wallace. Quavanzane Wallace and Beasts of the Southern Wild. Yeah. Lots I think of she good won. Challenge. Did That's she win the Oscar one. or just get nominated? Oh, um, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, that yeah. was a cool, really cool movie. Um, I and had to, I was really close to picking Dakota Fanning. And then uh, it's more of a Denzel movie than a kid focused movie. She's kind of a plot device. But then I saw that her name was PETA, which is <laughs> so cute. Um, it's really cute. But I didn't end up going with that. So, yeah, good. Honorable mentions. What's um what's up with the Instagram account that's now just like brimming with activity this week? <laughs> I was just checking. Well, we got a few responses, but one of them I can't mention because one of ours. Okay. And the other ones were for the same person in the same movie, which I thought was cool. And it was Dakota mm -hmm. Fanning and I am Sam. Yeah, yeah. That's the other reason I didn't go with her when she came up on various lists. It was for an earlier movie. So for that one. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yep. Um, cool. Well, how can people find us there? Um, on Instagram at new release podcast. And we have a new little ET post for you guys to check out as well. Yeah, that's um, something that we didn't. Well, we might have mentioned it and we have our 
wonderful fake sponsor Reese's Pieces to thank. Just one of the many, many, <laughs> many instances of product placement that are weaved into this movie. My favorite of which, which is featured on that post, is Coors beer. Yep. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's not just any beer. It's Coors that E.T. gets drunk on. Amazing. And they had a whole promotional campaign geared around like, you know, right. I think I think they're required to say like, you know, safety first, blah, blah, blah. But they have E.T. saying phone home to a designated driver if you drink too much course. Yeah, don't drink and drive. <laughs> yeah, so check that out on our Instagram. Um, as for our choices, let's get into the uh, final battle round here. We have Henry Thomas as Elliot or and or Drew Barrymore as Gertie. Are we allowed to do a tag team for the movie or do we have to pick one? We should pick one, I feel like. I mean, they're both really good, but Henry Thomas... I yeah, mean, let's choose. Yeah, 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 yeah. He's, yeah. I mean, that's the the bigger role, even he's got though. Big eyes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. He's got big okay. eyes. Great performance. <laughs> Any, um, before we move on to our choices, what else do we want to say about that makes him great in this movie? Um, He can cry. He can yeah, his, ran- his range of he's emotions. Funny. Yeah, you can really believe him when he's upset or where he's at. He's just a really good actor. <laughs> Yeah, I was listening to um, <laughs> a competing, not competing. Um, nobody can compete with us. Another <laughs> podcast discussing ET recently, and they were, you know, um, very uh, effusive about the kid actors. And they were saying that this movie just wouldn't work. Um, this podcast is the rewatchables, by the way. Uh, to give credit, no credit shade, here. no shade thrown. Yeah, but, yeah. <laughs> but um, get your umbrella. Just kidding. They, no, they were just pointing out like you wouldn't believe the ET character was real if you didn't believe Elliot seeing him as real, you know, like Elliot's uh, reacting fearfully when he first shows up, Elliot immediately, you know, forming this very deep emotional connection with him. He has to, the the real human has to sell that. Um, And you're asking an eight-year-old to, to do that is, um, a tall order. So yeah. Eight or ten year old. I, I can't remember just um, young, what his age child. was. It's a but... short, short young order. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Just a baby order. Um, two foot ten or more. <laughs> um so anyway, Henry Thomas from the movie. Ashley, what is your choice? I'm gonna go with Haley Joel Osment, six cents. And when I talked about this with like the top ten favorite movies or when you did that top five favorite, because he was just so again, like so believable. And I was just I felt really bad from the entire time seeing all these dead people all around and I don't know. He's oh, even poor a, I guy was, just seeing dead people. Yeah, that sounds terrible. Great spoiler um, right there. Well, you know. <laughs> this movie came up twice. I did I did have to check this as well because um we used it for biggest twist, which actually just revealed, and used it for um like I iconic that was the twist. He can see dead people. That's very much in the trailer for the movie. No, that's the twist. No, it's not. The twist is that Bruce Willis is dead. Oh yeah, that is. <laughs> no, well, that's have you true. not seen the movie? Okay. Extra spoils, spoils. <laughs> I mean, I guess you could it's phrase it that way. It's in the entire trailer that he's like, "I yeah, see dead people," say, and then talks all the dead right, people right, he's right. seeing. Yeah, yeah. Okay, fair enough. It's all right. Well, well then we. I see dead people. Is like, spoiler. Yeah. Who cares about spoiling Sixth Sense? By the way, it's like the ultimate. Yeah, spoiled that's fine. <laughs> Oh. Anyway, he's a great actor in it. Okay. <laughs> yeah, and who's Vecna in Stranger Things? While you're at it. Oh, we'll get to that later. <laughs> yeah. um, so uh, good choice. I am going with Brooklyn Prince, um, a little 
girl who I think was a non-actor, like Quavanzane, um, before this role, and The Florida Project. So this is a movie where about a uh, sort of uh, working class, low income mother um, trying to take care of her daughter who lives, uh, they live like adjacent to Disneyland, <laughs> but or Disney World, whichever one's in Florida. And so they live in kind of like a shoddy apartment complex. She's doing whatever she it's can. A nice uh, postal service lyric, by the way. Shoddy oh, nice. apartment shoddy complex. Apartment complex. complex. Oh, yeah. yeah that, ooh, uh, nice, Derek. I used to, <laughs> man, love that. Okay. Yeah, that must have been why I came up with that phrasing uh, stuck in my brain somehow. But she's <laughs> she's a very naturalistic actor because this uh, director, Sean Baker, has he works with um, a lot of people. I mean, Willem Dafoe's in this movie, but a lot of the, all the main characters are, uh, this is pretty much their first acting role. So um, she just has that kind of like kid-like energy and wonder. And the movie is so beautifully shot. It's just kind of showcasing all the vibrant colors of these random locations around um, in the in the orbit of Disney World. And Brooklyn is um, kind of the emotional heart of the movie. You want to see her uh, grow up to be okay, despite a sort of tumultuous childhood. Does she? As far as I know. Okay. <laughs> as far as the movie goes, yeah. It's another puzzle service lyric. Tumultuous <laughs> childhood. Yeah. <laughs> yep. <laughs> uh, Derek, me... what, are you, what are you going with? So there are way too many child actors that uh, that have great performances. So this is really difficult, but one that really stuck out to me personally are the two ki- the brother and sister from Jurassic Park. Yeah. Yeah. Um, especially so uh, Lex, who is played by Ariana Richards, and then Tim, who's played by Joseph Mazzello. The scene where the T-Rex knocks them off of the tour track and into the tree, mm. they're covered yep. in mud and it's pouring down rain quite like it is in Portland in current day, I would imagine. <laughs> yep. Um, and just their performance was so amazing and you were so scared for the kids and they are also just, yeah, I don't know. That similar thing where if, if they're not reacting believably to dinosaurs, then we don't believe the dinosaurs are. Oh yeah. You know? Yeah. Yeah. Their, their eyes, when they see the T when their car stops and the electricity turns off and they're staring at a T-Rex that's staring at them from five feet away, just the looks on their faces, like really they're intense. Interesting you would mention this because um, it was directed by Steven Spielberg. So yeah. we've got a Spielberg <laughs> exactly. on Spielberg uh, battle. And the 20th, no, the 6th, 7th Jurassic Park movie is Just, coming out in 2022 this weekend. So I think it's some, out. It's out. Yeah, it's out back in present day. Check that out if you want to um, see some vapor trails of the original, but yeah, the kids are great. I was looking up their names, which you, uh, thanks for mentioning there. Like the names do not ring a bell at no. all. No. Like I, I, I've definitely seen the daughter in a couple random things in the nineties. Um, but other than that, yeah, I don't know. I don't know re- really where they went from here, but really good brother, sister kind of like, again, similar age gap to probably the, the to Elliot and Michael um in et because neither of them are as young as drew barrymore's character but 
they are they sort of have that like you know like ashley and i um <laughs> that natural uh uh bratty sister right. uh, uh, cool what? cool yeah. level-headed brother huh. yeah um, sounds about right. type of relationship yeah but Not. once shit hits <laughs> the fan they take care of each other so we'll have to I'm, see if that's the case for us I'm yeah. not <laughs> I'm not expecting to win, but that one just really, really sticks out in my memory. So, yeah, yeah. I mean, we could have done just Spielberg kids. Um, oh, yeah. And, Plenty of them. Yeah. Start over. <laughs> yeah. So the kid that gets <laughs> eaten by a shark in Jaws segment. Yeah. Mean, um, yes. So, Ashley, where do you want to start um, in terms of where does the movie stack up or where does Henry stack up in this list? Uh, well, before I start that, I was going to say mine was listed in our Instagram, but okay. Well, that's a little added. Two, two people, right? Uh, the, no, Haley, well, Haley Joel Osment was one of the two people Dakota for Dakota Fanning. Fanning. Yeah, two for oh, Dakota Fanning. Okay. okay. Um, uh -oh. Henry Thomas is very good. Yeah. I mean, this is tough for me because I thought his acting was incredible. I, and I just watched yeah. Midnight Mass like a year a year ago, and he was, I mean, as an adult, he's a oh, really god, I too. keep forgetting that that yeah, he he did go on to to do that. Yeah. And my boss got me a cameo from him, so like, right, I obviously want Henry Thomas to be okay. I, you know, honestly, I think that's a very solid choice, but I'll leave it up to you all to. Well, mine's not going to mine's not going to win. I mean, uh, I, I think mine's last, uh, although the kids in Jurassic Park is a little bit of a cheat since it's two of them and we didn't allow two for E.T. But because um, <laughs> if we take the whole well, E.T. is going to win anyway. Yeah, but e. if would we take win the whole, one or two, <laughs> the whole trio, yeah. then then that's an easy easier decision. So I think uh, I think Haley Joel Osment's iconic role there. The way I approached this was like, is the kid the most important, you know, yeah. performer in the movie? Mm -hmm. And I think even though he's starring alongside a very alive, not a ghost, dead Bruce Willis. Uh -huh. um, that makes no sense. Alive, not a ghost, dead. Okay. <laughs> yeah, not very dead. Nice. Uh, the, the, said, not a, the not applied to not. that whole string of, string oh, of words. Oh, oh, oh. Yeah, I didn't pause. So <laughs> even though he's holding his own against a uh, fully, you know, corporeal bruce willis he uh, uh oh yeah that's a good thing so um yeah, i think that's he, great i think he's number two yeah. okay i'm good with and that and then i've never seen florida project so i can't i don't know drew you choose between florida project and jurassic park we'll, jurassic we'll go park jurassic class. park yeah uh, no right. no no jurassic oh, park can be ahead yeah okay because yeah, i mean it's just too similar to et to really be you know in contention for that but it's yeah it's more memorable than than mine. All right. Once again, we had the movie win. Yeah. And we have a <laughs> What's clip going this week. on here. Oh, nice. This might have been the clip. Who knows which. I <laughs> yeah, where'd you to. put it? This might just be screaming. <laughs> Great. E.T.'s dressed up like an old woman. Oh, God. <laughs> Elia. 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 I taught him how to talk now. He can talk now. Oh, that's so cute. Look what he brought up here all by himself. What's he need this stuff for? E.T., can you say that? Can you say E.T.? E.T. E.T. That was a Drew Barrymore showcase. It's so cute. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Congrats uh, to the cool. film for yeah. winning yeah, that's, once again. 
That's always exciting when that happens. That's it for uh, Rank the Blank this week. Special thanks to our fake sponsor, Reese's Pieces. Pieces or Peace? Reese's Pieces. Pieces or Reese's Pieces? Reese's Pieces. It's really hard. Reese's Pieces? Pieces? I can't say that. It shouldn't rhyme with feces, probably. Yeah, pieces. Reese's pieces. Pieces of feces? In your pieces. Reese's pieces. It's not feces. Okay. Back to our feature. (laughs) Back back to our feces. Back to our feces feces presentation. Future presentation. All right. The feces really got me. Yeah. yeah. Did you get some some Reese's in your your high? Yeah. (laughs) So I have a feeling that this movie is being rapturously received, but what are the critics saying, Ashley? Uh, Yeah, they're loving it. Everyone loves it for the most part. Um, Couldn't really find a poor review, but maybe we could hear from some experts. Sure. Yeah. But, what we're really cheering for is a return of love to aww. the movies. Yeah, I believe that. E.T. <laughs> the Extraterrestrial is very sweet and a timeless movie. This is the kind of movie that makes movie critics talk the way you were just talking. I talk the same way. It aww. makes your heart beat a little faster. It brings a cheer Yay. to your eye. When I saw this movie, I felt the way that I'm sure people felt when they saw Wizard of Oz for the first time. Mm-hmm. I felt as if I had been introduced to a magical movie a movie that's going to last for years and years and years and be treasured by one generation after the next. Yeah, well, they so got they this one right. Okay, yeah, finally. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, um, no surprise there. Uh, but it, well, it, it is easy to second guess people's opinions on something at the time. Like they didn't love Home Alone. And then I think we listened to their like retrospective where they changed their mind. But, yeah. you know, like, they said that this is going to last for years and years a la wizard of oz and they were uh that was roger there he was uh dead on with that assessment how did so. it do in the box office i mean we touched on it a little bit but yeah i have a couple interesting points here so it is number one with 11.8 million in uh fewer theaters than star trek 2 so they guess they kind of rolled it out with, you know, moderate expectations. It's in fewer theaters than Greece too, but Greece too made um, about a third as much money. So I'm guessing they were super happy with the opening weekend, but what was really remarkable is its longevity. This movie would be still in theaters come Christmas. It spent 16 weeks in total at number one. Wow. Um, which is still to this day the most um weeks That's a record? at number one. Yeah. Titanic okay. number two. It's funny in some of the movies on the list. Home Alone was twelve weeks, Ghostbusters ten, a lot of older stuff, but a few new things like Spider Man No Way Home and Rocky Four. <laughs> <Both spent laughs> six weeks. What about Ghost? Wasn't one. that up there for a bit too? Um, let's see. So Ghost my yeah, I don't know. Oh, Ghost was Let's see. Four weeks at number oh, one. Okay. Um, but yeah, this just just keeps uh, chugging along for for weeks and weeks. And I think it like it fell out of number one and then returned to number one like months later. So anyway, Dang. still has that record, despite, you know, the movie that would pass this. This would this was the biggest movie in terms of total box office since 
uh, well, of all time, passing Star Wars. And then the movie that will pass this is Jurassic Park. So, oh, man. <laughs> Spielberg well, I also, oh, was on top, yeah. I was just saying, I also remember that it was like the movie with the longest ever theatrical run, and it was in theaters for over a year. Wow. Yeah. And Which then is, it keeps getting re-released, including yeah. 2022. It's going to be released for the first time in IMAX. Cool. So, yeah. Are you going to go see it? Maybe. Yeah, it's in August, so I'll have some time to build up, you know, uh, the excitement barrier. to watch it again. Yeah. Your, emotional, <laughs> yeah. your emotional barrier. Um, I think I know the answer, but would you guys consider this new release or old news on three? One, a two, a three. New, new release. release. Yeah. There's yeah. no absolutely. Don't remake it. Don't have another one. It's just, it's incredible. Yeah. It, it, I, it, it, it didn't it, take me out of it at all. Like the time frame or the, the what do you, what would you say? The, the environment. The the, well, just nothing took me out of it. It, it is absolutely holds up, especially, I guess if they remastered it, it looks even better, but yeah, nothing, it, nothing took me out of it. Didn't, it yeah. didn't make me feel like it was made in, you know, yeah, like the special made. effects, like everything was the bike, the bikes in the space. Like, yeah, great. Um, I agree. So how early 80s oh man, is E.T. on a scale of zero to 82 with the characters, the special effects, the soundtrack, um, the fashion, etc. Right now we have Conan the Barbarian, uh, 70 out of 82. Rocky 3 was 76. Stranger Things 4, part one through four with 80 out of 82. <laughs> Poltergeist with 81 out of 82. We really fucked this up. Yeah, we really messed up. Well, this <laughs> has to get an 82 then. Yeah, it does. Yeah, I yeah. mean, that's <laughs> yeah. why so we in, fucked in the up the other very, ones. Yeah. Very beginning, one scene that I, I always think of when I think about this film is the, the, the pizza party that they're having. So they're drinking Pepsi, yeah. oh, old, yeah. old Pepsi cans, and they're eating Pizza Hut. I, don't I think, I think it's Pizza Hut. Company. I think then, so, yeah. And then they also have this really cool like chandelier or this lamp over their table that reminds me of old Pizza Huts back in the day. Oh, yeah, I remember this, this the light, green ones or whatever. This yeah. light yeah. over my my shoulder. Like Elliot's bedroom has like six of those like <laughs> those uh, clamp lights that have a extender arm. Yeah, like I love the, you mentioned the bl- the rainbow blinds. Mm-hmm, yeah, the, those are the, cool. The set decor, but also just kind of like, this style of movie like if stranger things is going for uh, is most influenced by one movie overall it's this this, which just kind of proves that this is like the definitive early 80s movie and vibe so you know (laughs) it's one point higher than poltergeist and two (laughs) points higher than stranger things for part one um but Uh, you know this is not this perfect isn't a perfect score. system. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> this works out though. All yeah. right. So 82 out of 82 for ET. Makes sense. Woo! Um, yeah. Congrats. And then yeah, the movie's winning everything. So and a lot of awards. I didn't even mention like the slew of awards for the score, the effects, all the actors. Like it just won a ton of shit. Although it did not win movie of the year or get the Oscar for it, Gandhi did, which the person that did Gandhi was actually kind of upset that Steven Tilburg, his friend, did not win. But anyway, um, so for our new release gift shop, what do we want to include? So each week when you watch the movie, we take something from the gift shop, recreate it, make it our own, and then sell it for a profit. Um, right now we have some new release robes, like Rocky inspired, <laughs> some new release D&D character bios, which is really sweet. And that's selling like hotcakes. 
um extra static electricity dryer sheets for poltergeist interesting yeah practical <laughs> and a retractable sword letter opener that's just suffered no guilt for conan yeah so what are we going to take from this movie guys i mean I was there's of, yeah i was thinking of it. some sort of i mean we've done too many keychains but <laughs> i was thinking of something with et's like light up finger mm. yeah i mean we can put a little a little light on anything we could embed it we could give you a needle that <laughs> what no i'm out body modification is really in yeah okay sure instructions um, on how to give yourself a light injection in your forehead or something or you just drink this special new release elixir and your body starts glowing Ooh. Ooh. yeah i like that that's, it's that's of- the jam Maybe it like lights up where you have emotions. So if you're feeling something in your heart, mm. it'll light up your heart. If you're feeling something in between somewhere else, it'll light up there. <laughs> oh, gross. So it's a it's a what's well, a mood ring essentially, it, but uh, yeah. internal a mood, mood a ring. Mood, a mood drink. A mood drink. Yeah, yeah I like that. Mood That's great. That and then we do need to put on the can, not FDA approved. <laughs> yeah, sure. for sure. Yeah. Um, okay, a mood drink. I like made that. by the Reese's Corporation. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> um, so what are we gonna watch next week? Well, I mean, it's uh I wouldn't say equally iconic movie, but it's an iconic sci-fi movie, more of an adult movie, but such a distinct landscape and soundscape and performances. So I am equally hyped up for this movie that was blown out of the water by E.T. at the time, (laughs) but has become much more appreciated over the years. Blade Runner. What's the movie? (laughs) He's running on the edge of the future. He's running out of time. Running doesn't have a lot to do with it. Is he just running the whole time? I mean, there's a lot of running in the trailer. I mean, there is running, but uh, it's not running, man. It's not running on the edge of a blade. Now playing at a theater near you. Ooh, I've never seen this, so that's super exciting. Um, Your running shoes on. Yeah, I'm gonna just run around while I watch it. Yeah, (laughs) yeah. Uh, We're gonna have to find a big IMAX screen for you to watch it on for your first time with the sound cranked up. In a very dark room, um, which is how most theaters are. But I'm just yeah. giving you tips. Just really bright. No, I prefer to go I'm to theaters you- that have just yeah. super bright lights. Just light yeah. coming in on the projection. Yeah. <laughs> um, but man, this uh, this summer is really starting to feel loaded, right? Yeah, yeah it's, he- it's heating, heating up. up. Nice. It's heating up. We're getting um, greased and greased and lubed up. And mm-hmm. if you want to crisco yourself out then you can subscribe to the podcast by searching new release on apple or spotify or anywhere else you find podcast and hitting that follow button plus a star rating button plus some comments if you've made it this far leave us a comment let us know what you think yeah yeah and then instagram as well yep and that's Oh, yeah, Ashley. It's a wrap.
Where's the score? I mean, the, the main theme. If you listen to this while riding your bike, you, I can...